Winter's hard. <laughs> Episode 40 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. I'm Kara. And we just got through Thanksgiving week yeah. and Black Friday. And there are two cameras that are still <laughs> charging that I was supposed to put back in the animal houses yesterday. I was going to grab them earlier, too, and put them on the outside, going outside table. We have a table near the door to remind us to bring them outside, but nope. It's been kind of wacky because Kara has a very busy Thanksgiving every year. She has Thanksgiving orders, and it brings in a chunk of money, but then you got to deal with people wanting to pick up at weird times because they have a lot going on in their families with holidays, and so... It's just a very busy section of time. I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were just like the worst. Yeah, because not only did I have orders, I also had the wholesale on top of that. And because most places were closed Thursday, they wanted their orders earlier. So we had to scramble to deliver those orders on top of doing my orders for retail customers so it was a lot and it was exhausting and an they entire were week 12 to 14 days just in the bakery yeah an entire week just got compressed into like three days yeah so oh, that we... was most of the summer too but when you're out of sync and I don't know it, it just took a lot out of me winter's hard doing bakery stuff because it's so cold but you gotta wake up earlier because the bread takes longer to rise because we're in the old house and the kitchen besides our bedroom is the second coldest room in the house yes yeah, so i don't think it's fair for you to say that you didn't have your pattern from summer i mean yeah a little bit of that maybe but the conditions are very different and harder well, i'm saying summer was long hours too but this is just different working atmosphere. So yeah, the, the kitchen fights you more. Yeah. And so, I haven't done pies. I do not do pies on a regular basis, which I should start doing because I'm out of practice. You need to practice your skill, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. And people want pies, and I've been lacking. Because it hurts my hand, to be honest, because I do you have to roll it. It's just a lot. So we're going to do more pie. I'm going to do more pies on top of everything else. So I'm not out <laughs> of practice. So I can produce the best pies. And I've, I've been doing more of the animal houses in the morning because she doesn't have time. So. And you had vacation. But on a regular work day. I almost said school day. I had, I had Thursday and Friday off. <laughs> And yeah. then I took the following week off, which starts up. tomorrow. Yeah. But this past week, like, I couldn't do all the animal houses when I've got to deliver. So those days, she had to get up super early, bake all the stuff, and clean, like, all the animal houses. I just had time to get them all out. Yeah, there, I think, I don't remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was raining one of those days. I think it was Wednesday. I don't yeah. remember. It was so long ago. But... I got done with the duck house and the chicken house, and I was just like, I can't. 
the goats are gonna be in here all day anyway. They're gonna just mess it up. So, no. Remember, other people, <laughs> their goats are just they get their bedding changed occasionally oh. on only really spot checked. But we ours get, we have ridiculously clean animal houses. Well, our houses are also smaller, so the stink builds up faster, and we don't want the floors rotting out because they're all wood. I tried those mats. People will be like, oh, you stall mats. No, I tried those, and they get gross, and they get gross underneath because there will be pee underneath those, and then they will rot your floor. So. Yeah, the only the only building we really worry about is the stuff that was here before we bought the house. But the ones that we bought are going to last probably twice as long as they normally would yeah. because Kara's always being mindful. Like sometime in the spring or the summer, she's going to clear everything out and paint the floors again. Yeah, I painted them. Every floor is painted like with the outdoor moisture-resistant paint. But you gotta do several coats, and you gotta do it at least once a year. And I did not do it this year because this year kind of blew up on. Well, it was so rainy; you can't paint in the rain. It'll never dry. Yeah, it's so. been it's been a super moist, humid, wet summer. It was terrible. So everybody feels like they got ripped off, and now we're getting into winter, and it just <clears> came it's, on. There was no fall. There's never any fall anymore. It doesn't feel like there was anything but summer and winter. And then we have a 40-degree day occasionally, and it throws all the animals off because part of climate change is erratic weather, and it's giving the animals mixed signals. So we've got a couple of, of chickens molting, one of them real bad. Yeah, poor Kiel. She's, like, half naked, and it's just all over it's not just like her back or anything it's all over she's naked if you've never seen a chicken molt <laughs> it's the scariest thing <laughs> their feathers are just coming out all over the place and it looks like they're sick it looks like they've got some kind of horrible infection it's like what's wrong with you but you can see these black um stems coming out of their skin all over the place and those are brand new feathers coming in it's just feathers are almost all protein so you know, you don't only grow them so fast. So the, the food we give them has a lot of protein in it. And we bought some mealworm for her to eat. Which I won't touch, but... Kara's grossed out by it. It's the dried stuff from Tractor Supply. I mean, supply. still, they're gross. They're worms. They're gross. Ugh. Yeah, but the chickens dig them. And, but it's too cold for to really get good earthworms. So they're not getting that kind of protein. So we're just hoping to give Keel enough protein that she can grow those feathers a little faster before the temperature really drops. Yeah, and Aglish, one of our speckled Sussex, her butt's starting to molt, so I'm hoping maybe it's just her butt. Hopefully it's not a full molt. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It gets to be scary. Like we, Do we have to bring a chicken in? Is it going to get super cold? Do we have to have a house chicken? <laughs> temporarily until until her feathers come back see it's harder with a chicken because they fly it's easier to bring a duck in for a while because you can at least contain them easier but yeah, chickens, chickens will go wherever they want <laughs> chickens have these incredible jumps because they're they're it's not true flight but it's good enough that they'll get on top of whatever is in the house if you don't have a roof on it they're gonna get out of any pen you put them in 
and, and Aberdeen is still not okay with chickens, so. Yeah. She's still excited by them. And she doesn't want to hurt them, but she wants to run up and check them out. And it freaks them out. I don't know. We're, we're, we're all worried about the transition because we, we have a lot of rain and then it gets warm. And then we're stepping through mud. And then it gets cold and that mud hardens, freezes. And now we've got all these footprints in the mud that we've made. So like the, the ground, the entire ground is a giant trip hazard. Every step, I'm worried I'm going to twist my ankle. So today, we had an open house at the farm and nobody showed up. Well, one person. One of but our she, I've seen, regular, I don't know who that yeah, was. One of our regular customers. She's here every Sunday to check out the farm shop. So it's, yeah. But uh, she brought her kiddo and he played with the goats. So that was something, although kids, like enthusiastic kids kind of scare them, but calm kids but how do you calm a little boy i mean it's like impossible yeah your your energy <laughs> has to be chill if, if you're putting off a calm <laughs> vibe the goats will just gather around you yeah and the ducks went into their hiding spot <laughs> so they're like nope for my part when i wasn't like running errands or something i, I was i did a lot of tractoring today because i was worried somebody would trip it, like twist their ankle so i basically took the blade of the front loader it's a, it's a, a subcompact john deere tractor it's got the the bucket in the front that it's exactly what you're thinking about when you think of a tractor but you can do a lot more with that bucket than i ever thought i thought it was just for like going up to a pile of dirt and picking the dirt up and carrying it somewhere else but you can actually i mean i, I used it to scrape the ground to get rid of those lumps and I'm, I'm not that good at it yet, so I still need to kind of learn to use it. But I've seen videos of guys actually digging trenches with the front loader. Yeah. So I might try some of that to do a French drain in the front. We are going to get a French drain in the spring. Yeah, sadly, we need something because it's ridiculous. It's the only flattish area for our picnic tables. and It's disgusting mess, so... But there's specific areas where the mud happens the worst. And if a French drain went right through those areas, I think it would solve it. So we're going we're gonna to give it a go. And then I, I actually, I was lazy. I didn't want to do a bunch of trips. So I took the tractor down to the bottom of the property that we fenced out. And I was going to go outside the fence and cut some pine or spruce for the goats. And my chainsaw chain was super dull so I, I i had to go to home depot and get another chainsaw chain oh yeah mind you we were there yesterday we we're there yesterday but i hadn't <laughs> tried the chainsaw in a while and i, I should have known uh, because i had removed some stumps and i know i went into the dirt basically the the way you take care of a stump if if you don't have a stump grinder or if, if you're not pulling it out with a big excavator or something like that the, one of the easier ways to take out a stump is you just dig around it. You make like a pit around the stump and you get down there and you chainsaw it as low as you can get it. Just chainsaw the stump and basically you have a stump in a hole because you cleared enough space where you could go low. And then you just fill the dirt back in and you bury the stump. 
And then a few years later, it rots away and it makes, I think you've talked about this in another episode, it, it, it makes a sinkhole. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as the stump rots, the ground will dip there and you just put more dirt on top of it until it finally, you know, and this is over the course of years. But when you do this, unless you're a chainsaw expert, your chainsaw is going to go into the dirt. And if you go into the dirt, it is famous for dulling a chainsaw chain. Then your brother tell you to have two chainsaw chains, one for that and one for... Well, um. here's the thing. He <laughs> said I should have a digging chain because people can dig with a chainsaw sometimes, uh. which I still haven't done on purpose. <laughs> uh, but the thing is I'm trying to cut the stump. But this time I did keep the dull chain. I okay. put it I, When I took the new chain out of its box, I put the old chain in the box. So if I do want to dig with a chainsaw... Did you label it dull? No, it's the only one that's open. I should label it. You should label it. That'll help. (laughs) I'll label that tomorrow. So there was a lot of work going on. And we're at the most depressing time because you clean the animal houses, you get everything, the basics done. And I know we complain about this a lot. (laughs) It's so hard. But you get the basics done and you do a little bit of what you want to do. The day's almost over. Yeah, we're like recording this but we should really be prepping to go outside right now so yeah because the sun's going to set closer and closer to four o'clock and it's now just after three and it's already dark it's not it feels dark there's no sun that's another problem with winter is like the sun appears for like a moment and it's like eh. there's a lot of cloud cover sometimes so you get like a a muted kind of light instead of the bright sunshine gloom gloom and doom yeah that's where the seasonal affective <laughs> disorder comes from it's like bleh. yeah it's not the vibrant colors and light of summer yeah everyone's feeling it though the ducks are mad their pools are all frozen it's just so our open house thing we're not selling the house it's not that kind of open house i oh yeah no we're not leaving yeah, no so Tuesday is Giving Tuesday, which if you have a few extra dollars for to give away to charities or nonprofits such as us, that is what the goal was to invite the community out to share with them what we're trying to do here. And on the bakery side, I baked a whole bunch of extra stuff and fancy stuff and all the proceeds would go to the farm because right now half of the proceeds that I make from the bakery pay for the farm the other goes into ingredients so I do not get a salary I don't get paid for what I do yeah and then when she (laughs) cranks up in the summer it's just paying up like if she gets if she clears anything and profits at all in the summer it's not it's not like profit it's more like like a lot of touristy places on the coast of Maine, we've talked about this too, where, where somebody will, this restaurant like will have five months of insanity in the tourist season. Yeah. And then the other months of the year, they're just kind of like either low key or in the winter, they're totally dead or even closed. There are businesses in Maine that waffle between absolute insanity and having nothing to do. And so they basically make all of the year's money in that one span. And it's looking like 
we're not going to be that drastic about it, but she's definitely going to make more money in the summer by a large margin. Oh, yeah. Another problem is a lot of the sales this past year were wholesale, which there isn't a whole lot of net gain acquired with that because I have to make the the totals smaller so the establishments will actually purchase the goods if I raise it too high they'll be like no your prices are too high blah 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 even though I'm not really making much off it I there's make... a there's a pain point above which they will not pay yeah um, and, and we're gonna have to raise a little bit every year but you want your stuff <clears throat> available so it's it's a double-edged sword basically and I still think we're doing okay with it because there's no food waste. Whereas a market, if we had all markets, we'd have a lot of food waste. Yeah. But Kara's thinking but, about uh, mixing it up in the coming year. Yeah, so you're always trying to improve your business model, right? And this episode is kind of a catch-all. I'm sorry, whatever. It is what it is. Well, so. Thanksgiving thoughts, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Our week, basically. So we're going to keep wholesale going but we're probably gonna add a market so I can do like retail for regular customers so they can get to know me again because I'm kind of hideaway in this farm and to promote the farm really because I feel like if I'm in a spot and I can talk to people about what we're trying to do. It helps the farm get people here. So it's a a twofold. Is that the twofold? A twofer. Twofer. Two for one deal. The the markets are basically the the <laughs> reason why we have any wholesale at all is because we have the markets because people learned who we were. They got I to like her food. I also like sent tons of emails out and. And then they're like, oh, I'll try your stuff. Yeah. So it's, I mean. But you had a customer base. Like anyone in Waterville who carries your stuff is going to sell. Yeah. Because we, we did the Waterville Farmer's Market. And there are people who know about her products who want to buy them in like Belfast and in, and in Waterville and a couple other places. And that reputation happened because of markets. So having one market is, is good to generate attention. It helps. And you can talk to your customers. I mean, as much as I don't really like talking to people, I mean... And it's going to suck because you're going to have to be there at the market. And I'm going to miss my animals for that day. So i got to figure out what market will work for us and what will actually make some money. It doesn't have to be tons of money, but it's got to be something worth my time. Because my time... Is kind of valuable. Not to say that I'm the special person or anything, but... Well, there's only so much of it. And I got we, a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. And that's a common thing, but other other farms they also have, have a lot help. to do. But they tend to have kids more support structure. <laughs> yeah, something else going on. We don't have kids, and we can't afford help. It's because you're running the farm and the bakery at the same time. Some of these other people who've seen at farmers markets, they have a, like the farm is more of a business rather than a nonprofit. Well, yeah, it's different. Our animals are not food. They don't make any money. It's all, I mean, we're paying out of pocket right now. So that's why yeah. we're, I'm trying to push the nonprofit stuff this winter. 
to learn how to do grants and get donations because animals are expensive. I did the math earlier today. I don't remember the total number, but it's... I didn't want to know the total. I saw you writing yeah, that. I was it's, like, oh. It's like close to $300 a week that we're paying out to for to feed them. So remember, when somebody says, let's get more animals, more animals. Feed and house <laughs> It's a lot of money just to have them. It is. but And that doesn't even include like vet bills and medicine and whatnot. But That's what makes uh, dairy hard to do. Because with dairy, you have to keep the animals pregnant, which means you have babies to sell. Mm, yeah. Or take care of or deal with somehow. So there's a lot of that. Uh, for us... We're getting older, so we're trying to accelerate everything. That's why we're pushing so hard. Like, I want to... It's all money, but we need buildings. We need to clear out some of this land so that we can have places when people do come to hang out with the goats. They have a place to sit down and be with the goats. More than, more than just one spot. And we yeah. want more than just goats. We Because maybe you're not into goats, so... Future She's pushing for, for miniature horses. <laughs> Future plan, miniature horses and pigs are the next animals. And I'm, I'm 50 years old, and I'm like, how long does a miniature horse live? <laughs> I like, looked it up the other day. <laughs> and I'm like, we need to get them next year. <laughs> they're, they live to be like 20 or 30 years <laughs> old. So it's... it's yeah. so, and she thinks we're going to have enough time to hook them all up to a wagon and train them to pull a wagon. I mean, how cute would it be to have little sled rides with these little horses? I mean, come on. One miniature horse can pull a person on a little wagon. So if I had two of them hitched to a wagon, I could probably pull things up the hill. And they would help out around the farm. So I think it's a win-win. Although horses are expensive just to get them, acquire them. Goats are cheap. In the realm of getting animals. Getting livestock animals? Yeah. Ducks and chickens are the cheapest unless you order online if you want specific breeds. But most people, sadly, will go to like a tractor supply and they're like a dollar, two dollars, which is terrible. But <clears throat> um, so our ducks and most of our chickens, most of our ducks and most of our chickens are different breeds so they're a little more pricier we ordered them from a hatchery and yeah got them in the mail they were all under 20 dollars each granted we have a lot of ducks probably too many ducks but i love my ducks and i will not not have ducks but goats are also cheaper especially weathers if you're not looking to show or do stuff usually they're like between a hundred and two hundred dollars each. So. so here's the deal: the, the boys, the the girls are gonna be milked, right? They're thinking of keeping them as a nanny goat and making cheese and stuff like that and breeding them, so on. They don't need as many males. Yeah. So when they get boys, which happens a lot, yeah, <laughs> um, the destiny of that boy is to end up if if he's not a pet somewhere. He might be, you know, he might be meat. Mm. So it's helpful if you get if you get a few weathers. I would recommend if you've got a few acres, maybe get three or four 
max. Don't be like us and get 18. Don't do chicken math with goats. <laughs> get several. Um, you want to have a lot of land. Like we, we have, we're maxed out on the land that we've opened. And even when I open more land, it's still going to be difficult for the plants to have a chance against the goats. Uh, you want to have plenty of space so the goats don't just demolish all of the vegetation, but they will keep things down. They will eat poison ivy. They will help landscape. So it's really cool. But if you have just a few, it's not that bad. It's our costs are because we have so many. Yeah. And you got to have a good building. Don't skimp on that. Got to protect mean, them in the winter. I mean, if you're in New England, I read these posts about these people with these three-sided buildings. I'm like, are you kidding me? You yeah, need to have a door. I mean, it gets cold up here. Like, even Midwest area, it gets cold, and there's wind, and there's rain. They do not yeah, like you, the rain. You don't need to heat your building. But you should but you have should, four walls. You should block it off from all the, the elements so the goats have a safe place. Even if it's cold, their winter cashmere will come in. But they need to be protected from the weather. And then our sheep, because they're specialized sheep, they were a bit pricier, but no regrets. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to... <laughs> that looks like more, but not right away. Kara's going to order a special milking stand for them that's yeah. <laughs> wider because they have thick necks. And you're going to end up doing so much stuff on your own. It's hard to find a farrier and a... a because we're going to have horses, that means that we got to get a farrier. Oh, we yeah, need, I was talking. We need a shearer. Our friend, I don't friend, customer, I don't know. Today, the lady was here yeah, today, yeah. She also, she has a horse and ducks and stuff. So, but her grandmother is like, been around for a long time and has basically lived through it all. And she does we were talking how hard it is to find vets that will help you because she right now has a pig we should i should ask her if she wants to be interviewed to be honest her her or her grandmother maybe both <laughs> she has a baby pig living inside her house which i would absolutely love obviously not but, doing that yeah well because it's a baby it's a baby and i forget it wasn't doing well outside. I think the mom almost trampled it or something. So it needs to come inside for many reasons. That'll happen with a lot of animals. Something yeah. weird happens, and for medical reasons, you have to shelter them a little bit. So I think we mentioned this prior. We heard about it, that your local farm shops will stop selling antibiotics and over-the-counter drugs at least in Maine I don't know about other states yeah there's certain ones that they don't I needed actual ivermectin and tractor supply doesn't sell it because wackos would come in and buy like all the ivermectin because they thought it would cure COVID and it's like I actually need it for its intended purpose <laughs> but I can still get that at the local farm shop but you can't get penicillin. Yeah. You need a prescription. And if you don't have... There are no pig vets in Maine. There are vets who dapple in pigs. Luckily, we have someone, but she's kind of off the books, so to speak. But she's familiar enough with them. So that's why I'm okay with going ahead with it. 
I mean, you need a prescription and some vets will not give you that prescription unless they meet the animal and a lot apparently her she contacted her equine vet and the lady is like well it's just for meat so you should just let it go I'm like this pig has been living in her house for several weeks now you think she's just gonna let her go no so it's but crazy. that's the attitude a lot of people have on especially birds yeah, our ducks mean everything to me. So we got antibiotics for them today because we have a few up front that are not doing so well. It's crazy. Plus, I had to get my stuff. Yeah, he's having a colonoscopy on Wednesday, which should be fun for all involved. And I couldn't, like, I, at first I was <laughs> going to take Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off of Thanksgiving week. And I get a whole week off and I only use three vacation days. But then they scheduled it the following week. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be gone for a week. And then, you know, I need another day. And I've never done this before. I'm, I'm 50 years old. It's my first one. So I don't know what kind of shenanigans are going to happen on either end of this. So <laughs> I just took – I moved my vacation back a week. So this coming week is – it's pretty much dominated by the colonoscopy because three days out, you have to have a low fiber diet. And then like the day before you, you can only have a light breakfast and you, you can only have like broth and clear things. And then you drink, you basically take a couple of tablets and then an hour later you drink this evil drink. And then the instructions are actually like, if you can't finish it, it's okay to finish it within the hour. Like, you can't finish it all at once. <laughs> what if so you can never finish Apparently, that? it's horrible. Like, they couldn't even make it not taste horrible. I mean, they can put bubble gum and all this kid medicine. Why can't yeah, they? I don't know why it's got to be evil and horrible. It's like an evil drink. And then after that, you take another tablet. It, essentially, the way it works is they are... Everybody jokes about it because they're going to stick something up your rear, a camera, and look around, and they're going to try to find out if there's any any signs of cancer. So when you get a little older, they start checking that stuff. And there's got to be a better way. Come on. I I there. I'm sure they would the love to have a better age, way. There's got to be. I wish there was a blood test, but no. So basically, they got to look up in there and. If all goes well, they're going to say, everything's good. We'll see you in five years. And that'll be it. But it has to be, basically the inside of you has to be clear as a bell. It has to be completely clean so that they can definitively say, I didn't find anything bad. So if there's any normal stuff in there that's covering up the walls, then they can't definitively say they didn't find anything because they couldn't look at everything. So the, the procedure is the evil drink makes you – it basically puts you on the toilet for the night because my, mine is in the morning on Wednesday. so Not early either. It's got to like, be mid-morning. <laughs> yeah, 10-something. Which is going to be a pain, but at least we can let the animals out. Although I don't drive and he can't drive, so we have to – We have to get a cab. Cab because we're too chicken to ask anyone, so – we don't have close enough friends, I guess. We don't have friends physically close enough. That too. 
So but there's also the other way around too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, all the people we know that would gladly do it are in other states. Well, yeah. Or, but there's a, but or there's a, southern to us. Yeah, but there's a cab company that does it. They'll take us. It's fine. Uh, so the gist of it is you cannot drive yourself. If Kara could drive, it'd be no problem. But I gotta make it awkward. <laughs> you're gonna be medicated, and afterwards you're still gonna be loopy, and you you can't drive a car. Yeah, for a I mean few you're hours. under anesthesia. So last yeah. time I was, there was no way I was driving anywhere. I was I didn't even know where I was half the time. That was so. for a surgery. Yeah. So it's probably less anesthesia, I would think, but I don't know. It's we basically know. no. I'm gonna be walking around, but uh, <laughs> it's it's enough that you can't be driving. So yeah. if, if they find out that you don't have your ride home arranged, they'll reschedule. Uh, and if they, if I go through all the prep and mm -hmm. I mess it up and I don't do the prep correctly and they get in there and they can't see everything clearly, then I'll have to do it again. That's going to be my situation. So that's, that's the scary <laughs> thing. Do you have to do the prep again? Cause I'm going to be like, no, I'll see you in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, that's the thing about this procedure is I'm told that actually it's not a big deal. The procedure is actually fine. Uh, it's the prep that's bad. And for me, the logistics of getting home are a pain in the neck. Yeah, sorry. So it's, you know, that's the big deal. If we had horses. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the, the, the thing is, this is the stuff you got to do as you get older to make sure everything's okay. And this is all preventative. This is all checking. So, uh, but, it, but it means three days out, I've got to eat like low fiber and very spe specific things to avoid. And No the, chocolate, which is torture for him. Yeah, I like chocolate. But that's all right. I'll, I'll skip it. Um, I'm just going to kind of tough it out for a few days. And then the day of will be kind of difficult because I, uh, I'll be hungry all day. Yeah, he'll be... Hangry. I'll be grumpy, <laughs> so I'm gonna do my best to to be cool. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I get out of the procedure, I'm just gonna stuff my face. Yeah, I put some turkey in the freezer, and I'll probably uh, order another turkey. We'll just have turkey all day long. <laughs> just protein. Lots of meats and make lots of things for him. But it's, I mean, it's gonna be like a lot of things. Uh, once you go through it the first time and you know what it is and what to expect, it's probably not a big deal. It sucks, but, you know, That's this is what we got to do. Unfortunately, hopefully insurance covers everything. Yeah, so <clears throat> what's well, a routine preventative procedures, and it's, that's cheaper yeah. than when stuff goes wrong, so it's probably fine. You never know these days. Well, that's true, because this is the United States, so healthcare is garbage. But, but we won't get into that. To get away from that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> that's fun. Um, another thing that is kind of fun is I'm looking out the window right now. And the uh, the spruce that I cut and brought up on the tractor is still occupying the attention of the goats. They're still... Yeah, there's yeah. not much left, though. We did talk about that this podcast, right? We. Uh... I honestly do not remember. Did we not? I don't remember. Damn, we're so disorganized and tired. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I said I was going to do it. I got back from, from Home Depot with the chains, and I went oh, down yeah. there. I went outside yeah, the yeah. fence, and I chopped some spruce branches. You did say that, yeah. Yeah. 
I got her to come down the hill. It was so long ago. Yeah. It was so long ago. Was like 35 minutes ago. I, I texted her, like, do you want to come down the hill? And so she did, and she kind of videoed the goats running down the hill. Yeah, I'll post it on TikTok and Instagram tomorrow. Yeah, so they started eating a little bit of it, and then she dragged a couple of branches up the hill. Because this wasn't like a tree. These were just branches from a tree, so they were kind of like lightweight but large. And I just basically draped them all over the loader on the front of the tractor and drove them to the top. Yeah, I brought one for the sheep because I thought they'd want some. But then the goats all started following me. and The sheep got a few bites and then they were overrun by goats. So the sheep do want the spruce. Yeah. But the goats are total jerks about it. They're too much. <laughs> yeah. And the I'd sheep are sure. like, I don't need this noise. I don't need it. I'm so out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they'll keep... <laughs> Pecking away at that until it's gone. Which is almost gone. We need like, I mean, we need more trees. We should plant Christmas trees on the property. Where? I don't understand. Where? I mean, just around. We're clearing land. We plant we little can't, trees. We can't just plant a tree and hope they'll grow with goats around. No, outside the fence. Um, I would go outside the fence and plant them. Okay. You know how long it takes for a tree to grow, right? Well, I'll go all the way down the hill. <laughs> we'll eventually get there. <laughs> ten years later. Here you go. <laughs> but I, there's not ten years of pine and spruce no. on the property. So we'll have to ask for your Christmas trees just as long I as thought they're you, not. I thought you were afraid that they, people afraid, spray something on them. As long as, you don't, as long as you get them from a local farmer... Local tree lot, not the Home Depot or wherever. Hussies has them now. Oh, well, then we can buy a couple from Hussies. Are you sure we can get them from Hussies? I mean, how much are they? We'll, we we'll check it. Okay. Our local general store has natural Christmas trees, and I could easily buy one, stuff it in the back of the car, <laughs> and you know, even chainsaw it in half and stick it in the car. <laughs> Pine is good because it's a natural dewormer for everyone, so it helps their insides, and it's a yummy treat where they're not eating the hay. Cause hay yeah, they love it. Hay is also expensive, but it's a good alternative. I mean, you got to have both, but, you know. We're doing good on hay. We Our, our Shelter Logic building is now, has now got 60 bales, and it's 6060. My team is full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I bought hay today, so I've got six bales in the garage. And I've got a pallet in the garage that's separate from everything where I can stack another 15 bales of hay. Because, like, three bales fit on a pallet, and you stack them up five high. So that's, you know, 15 bales. And then I've got a pallet near the front where I just have a staging area. That's the six bales I put that we actually feed the goats. So as that gets low, I pull from storage and I replenish it. Right now I'm just still buying from the general store and replenishing it. And then there's another pallet in the garage that just has pine shavings, which I need to get tomorrow yeah. or at some point. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's going to rain, but pine shavings are wrapped in plastic. <clears throat> yeah, so, we try the ones wrapped in paper there although better for the environment not so better for our farm 
First, yeah. they're harder to move because they rip very easily. Second, goats eat paper. Yeah, so and, and they also have these big staples in one side that you have to pull out. And once it's ripped, it rips all the way. So it's, yeah, you, you're, it's no good. You're it's, in trouble once the first rip happens. <laughs> no bueno. Brickens personally will bite a hole in any paper package. <laughs> Emily headbutts all shavings, and when she headbutts the paper ones, it just bursts. So there is that. Which probably gives her a strong sense of satisfaction. <laughs> probably. I did it! She's like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> but this is kind of a lame episode, but we have to go put them to bed. <laughs> no, not quite yet. Mm, 3.30, we got to do water. Oh, my God. We have to fill waters now because the hoses are frozen. So. Are we going to come back and record more or are we just going to call it? I don't know. Let's say something else about the Thanksgiving week uh, to wrap it up. Because basically, I've got something I can say. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try to make money with the nonprofit. We're going to try to – because there's two different things. There's the bakery, which is just her regular like day job. As a small business owner, and there's the nonprofit where we're trying to create an environment for people to just come and kind of do therapy with the goats, or uh, other animals, or other animals, and that requires an environment that's all set up for people to come and visit, and uh, not just setting the environment up for us to farm, but an environment for people to visit. Yeah, you want it to look presentable, and right now it's it's a hot mess. I gotta say. Yeah, so there's there's like stumps I've got to take care of. There's trip hazards. There's trees to clear. There's things to do. There's a lot to happen with the land. Even just the part we got fenced out already needs a lot of work. So I'm going to set up some products. on. You can set things automatically through. We use SquareUp. Uh, so we call it Square Online. But of course, if you Google that, you'll end up looking at Squarespace, which is a different company. Yeah, it gets confusing. We yeah. were with Wix, but they're too expensive and they're not as user-friendly. Yeah, they were paying the neck, so we are out. So yeah. we, we found out Square would do it, and we're like, yes, we went over there. And Square's pretty simple, and it integrates with your, your Square account. So as you're at a farmer's market or something, taking, um, you know, taking credit cards in person, your, your website is the exact same thing. Um, and the farm also has one, and we can sell like uh, mugs and T-shirts. There's a company called Printful, which has an agreement with Square that they match up together. And this would be like you would order a, a mug, a coffee mug, and it would get shipped to you, and we get a piece of the money. It's not as much because this other company does all the work and ships it to you. And we just kind of provide the artwork and put it on our site. So that's kind of a service that some of these these uh, companies provide. So I'll set it up with t-shirts. I'll set it up with various things with all the animals on it. And Kara also wants to set up uh, sponsorships for individual animals. So you'll be able to subscribe. And just like you're buying some product on a subscription, you'll be able to, to donate to the farm monthly. Yeah. In the name of a particular animal that you like. 
Or you could just donate with the donate button on the site. Yeah. But if you subscribe, you get, like, for different tiers, depending on how much you want to give, you'll get additional pictures or a postcard with your animal on it. We're still working out the details, but the gist of it is it's going to kind of be like Patreon, but for individual animals and right off of our website. And we're also learning to use Patreon. It's hard. It's not as user-friendly as I thought it would be, and I have not had time to investigate it because, I mean, this week it, was totally It's blown. been Thanksgiving week. It's been crazy. I know. I didn't even finish my Christmas shopping yet, which is crazy because Black Friday deals are almost over, and it's... What day oh, is it? I wouldn't worry about that. Why? Because a lot of companies have been busted. Their Black Friday prices are... They're not they, great. They're not anyway. great. They crank the prices about a month before Black Friday. They crank the prices up. And then on Black Friday, they put them back to normal. And yeah. they tell you you've got a deal. There was also a lady that posted a picture, not a picture, a video on TikTok where she went to a Target. <laughs> and you know how Target has the, the, the paper sign and the metal holder? It says Black Friday sale and has the price. She went and pulled the paper card out so you could see the card that was behind it, the regular price card, and it was the same number. And she did that for like four or five products, and they were all the same number. They just put a different card with the same price and put the words Black Friday on it. Yeah. So it's been a lot of, a lot of corporations have had bad sales over Black Friday. Because well, it's good because they don't deserve our money, our hard work money. Because they don't. They're it, terrible people. Spend at local businesses if you can, small businesses, preferably. I've been trying. I mean, there's a couple of places where you can't, obviously, but I did. We're in a rural community. It's really hard. Well, uh, well Blue Moose I, is a local oh, yeah. video store. I got a bunch of stuff from them for Christmas. And then I got... There's... This company called Pastry Made, they do, I think it's Pastry Made, they do these really cool looking rolling pins with, um, oh, with little symbols on it, designs that, yeah, Pastry Made that designs that get engraved into your doughs, and I think. They are a Ukrainian company, so proceeds go to Ukraine to help them out a little bit. So, and they look great. I got some sheep, goats, and chickens. My mom's going to get me one for Christmas, but it was like, buy two, get one free, so why wouldn't I? Yeah. So, good stuff, and then I'm going to get local stuff from, where else? I mean, we'll find yeah, more local stuff. Basically, but, if you can spend local, yeah. do it. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes, especially if you live out in the boonies, you, you do the best you can. Yeah. You know? But it's really, it's been a different kind of Black Friday. I'm old enough to remember when people would just do crazy stuff. Like, whoever opens the door in the morning at the Walmart had to unlock it and run away. <laughs> it, it, it's like, I was making jokes on Friday, like, it's not Black Friday until an old lady gets punched in the face over a toaster. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a terrible thing. It is. But the deals aren't even that great anymore. It's like you can't even yeah, afford. They and mean, people are broke. Yeah. People that's... are broke, so they don't have the kind of money to spend that they used to. So I think we're, hopefully we're in for a course correction as 
because corporations have been cranking the prices after COVID. Like a lot of the inflation that we've seen is just corporations saying, let's raise the prices. I think they'll take it. Especially in the grocery store. That's oh, yeah. Is. Like our grocery bill has been 150 to $200 each week. And it's only two of us plus my business, but... I don't, be get, that much. I don't get that much from my business for the grocery store. It's insane. And it was it's funny to me that when people started saying maybe it's the corporations being greedy, there are all these articles in the media going, that's childishly stupid. That's crazy. I can't believe you think that. Greedflation is a silly idea. And except, you know, the earnings calls for these corporations are public, right? You know, people can listen to these earnings calls. And clips started coming out of CEOs from different like grocery corporations saying we believe the customer will absorb the cost. They're just they're just telling their shareholders they're going to crank the prices up because they they think they can get away with it. And then later greedflation is understood to be a standard like of course it is. Of course they crank the prices cuz they could get away with it. That's insane. I probably didn't even order half the stuff I needed either. Uh, It's just the two of us. You know, we'll calm it down. But, but well, that's the problem. Is we eat every meal at home, so we have to make sure. Oh yeah, yeah. We have all the food. I thought you were talking about Christmas. Oh no, Christmas it doesn't matter. But like grocery is that's where all my money has gone for the bakery because I've been paying it through. My bakery stuff. But. That's and she hasn't cranked her prices up along with inflation because of that pain point where people go, well, I don't want to buy the stuff. So yeah, that's been hurting profits too. So uh, I it's hard to be a, a little bit, but it's it's hard. It's hard to be a local business. It is. It's hard to be a small business. Oh yeah. All right, we need to go out. Yeah, we need to get out there. We BS enough. The ducks are mad. <laughs> so in closing. <laughs> The days are too short in winter. Winter is terrible. It sucks. It's gray and bland, and it's it's a monochrome hell. It's being stuck in the first few minutes of Wizard of Oz for six months. That's terrible, and I hate it. Clean your chicken butts. Yeah, yeah, clean up your animals. <laughs> Get spruce for your goats. That's it. Bye.